Hi, I'm Carlyn Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. My mom was a hoarder, and I'm not using that term lightly, like, oh, she just hangs on to everything in case she needs it one day, or she happens to just have a lot of bric-a-brac. And not going to lie, kind of excited I just used the word bric-a-brac in a sentence. No, my mom could have easily been on one of those TV show hoarders. And like most addictions, mental illnesses, it starts small, almost unnoticeable. It was at first confined to her room and the garage, but it spread quickly to all of the rooms when all of us kids were out of the house. My siblings and I tried and pleaded with her so many times to get rid of stuff. We even tried cleaning out her house for her. We had garage sales for her, but she would literally take things from the driveway and run them back into the house. She would not part with her quote-unquote treasures. We grew up in church, and I would even try paraphrasing a Bible verse that she shouldn't put her treasures in things that will be eaten by moths and ruined by dust or stolen by thieves. People, relationships, those are the treasures. When I would ask her, why, why, mom, buy all this stuff and just leave it in bags and tags just to sit there? After hearing her explain, it was, about the thrill of the fine, the bargain of the deal. I got a great deal. And the vi- she had a vision in her mind of what she was going to do with all of it. But she never did. I realized, actually, though, her hoarding addiction isn't much different from what many of us do with our own achievements. Think back. Think back to the first time you got an award or a recognition for something. For me, the first thing that comes to mind is a first place trophy in bobby socks. Uh, girl softball when I was about nine years old. Oh my gosh, it felt so good. Shiny, fake, gold girl, soft player, softball player on top, sparkly blue plastic and had a little engraved plaque on a marble stand with our team name and first place written above it. I remember just feeling like we were on top of the world. I wanted that feeling again. So I kept playing softball and I kept taking dance classes and did competitions and then Added soccer and basketball, and later in high school did theater, got more trophies, joined ASP, got more certificates, more recognition, joined clubs, started working at 16 and ever since, and love the recognition I was getting at work. See, we all seek recognition for different reasons, and in hindsight, I think mine stemmed from never being good enough in my hypercritical mom's eyes, so I sought validation elsewhere. For years, I lived for trophies, the atta girls, the praise, and then it even continued into my adult life, driven to excel. It didn't matter that I sacrificed my health, my time, even relationships, and for what? A promotion was so great for a moment, a reward so appreciative, of course, humbled by honors and rock star high fives. But I didn't keep it in perspective. I lost sight of who I was. It was all about what I was. It wasn't until my mom had a heart attack and we had to put her in a retirement community that we could go into that house and for weeks clean out her 
achievements. We donated what we could, but most of it was already destroyed by moss and mold and rust. I mean, what a waste of so much money and time and effort. We threw away a lot. And up until she passed away about 11 years ago, she never let any of us forget how we threw away her treasures. And sadly, she never found peace with herself because she was in her own spiral of a brand of achievement addiction. Now, I've prided myself in not having an addictive personality. That seems to plague a lot of people in my family. No drugs or alcohol addiction for me. And again, I'm not judging. I know those are very, very serious addictions. And I'm not a hoarder like my mom, so I never thought the things I was doing to better myself could be harmful in any way. I mean, I was achieving things after all, and that's a good thing, right? Now, don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with achievements and accolades. As long as you don't lose your power in the pursuit. See, my need to achieve was really no different than my mom seeking out the next shopping high. That feeling of accomplishment, that feeling fixed high always passes and then you got to find it again and again because you're always seeking validation again and again. And then if you're not getting it at work, well, then it's another degree completion, another class completion. Your walls become littered with certifications and diplomas, your shelves with statues and trophies, and it can create an endless cycle of seeking validation from others. But when you think about it, Does a degree really mean you're educated? And does completing a class really make you an expert? Does a company service pin or plaque mean anything more than marking a milestone of time? Does adding another achievement to your resume guarantee you that dream job? Does getting promoted suddenly make everything great? Or do you then just keep looking for the next level and the next level after that and so on? Okay, deep breath. And then let's take some sips. First sip. Stop hoarding achievements. The relentless pursuit of certificates, diplomas, things to put on a resume can keep you in a fixed mindset and not encourage a growth mindset. I realize that sounds really counterintuitive because, of course, your intentions seem pure and wanting to better yourself, learn more, take classes, go back to school, read that book, watch that video. It all means you're trying to grow. And I think that's amazing. That's awesome. Where you have to be careful is if you're not mindful and keeping those intentions in check of why you're really doing it. Once you're done with that topic class curriculum, you revel in the feeling fix, add it to the resume, frame the certificate, and now you keep looking for your next achievement fix, you really need to hit the pause button and take that learning and allow the time necessary to use that knowledge to grow your skills. Otherwise, all of those things just collect dust. Have you ever met what I call a professional student, someone who, well, they kind of lack the emotional and social intelligence, but they have degrees and a resume that reads like the achiever of the year. You know what happens when they aren't magically seeing their career, work, life, you know, suddenly get better after they graduate. They go back to school. They take another class. They get another degree. And I've seen so many people down this path, and it is circular. Don't get me wrong, I'm a huge advocate for education, and I'm an avid learner myself. I love to read, I love to watch YouTube videos, I love to listen to podcasts and do all of that. But again, never rest on your credentialed laurels. Learning is a lifelong pursuit. Education takes a variety of forms. Education is most powerful when balanced with real-world experience. And, you know, for my young friends listening, 
I just have to give you this little PSA, a little bit of mentoring. Don't rush through getting degrees back to back. You will be in the shock of your life when you get out of the academic world and into the work world and realize how knowledge is only good if you know how to apply it in a real world setting. Theory in a textbook is one thing. People and politics and dynamics of corporate life, quite another. That is where emotional and social intelligence and the application of what you learn is going to take time and effort and energy. And you got to get, you just keep working at it. So get your undergrad degree, then get life and work experience. Make sure your field of of study was even something you wanted to do after all. Go test it out. And if it's not, that's totally okay too. You can always shift gears, shift paths. Then down the road a little bit, preferably when you have a job that will pay for you to obtain an advanced degree in order to avoid further debt, consider grad school. I am so glad that I waited five years between my degrees. I appreciated grad school so much more once I had that real life and real work experience that I could bring to the program. And I was much more certain of my passion and my purpose and what I wanted to study after experiencing the real world for a while. Next tip, you are not your achievements. You are not defined by your resume, your LinkedIn profile, or how many plaques and certificates of achievement you have on a wall. I recently had some team members of mine balk a bit because I told them I threw away all my high school trophies. I mean, why keep them? I'm 44 years old. I know what softball and theater meant in my life and still mean in my life, especially theater. And I don't need to keep dusty old artifacts around to remind me. I conmarried them, thanked them for their service, sent them on their way. I have pictures with my teammates and pictures of shows I was in. They spark cherished memories. That's the reward. It's about the people. Oh, sure. I mean, I do keep my company service anniversary statues and awards of recognition in my office. Also because, frankly, they're beautiful art pieces, too. And again, there is nothing wrong with being proud of being recognized for something. Just make sure your self-worth doesn't unconsciously become defined by those diploma statues recognition. That is a prime trap for achievement addiction. Stop looking for that next feeling fix to be given to you by someone else. Your greatest achievement is already who you are and not what you accomplish. The last tip, focus on relationships, not reward. John Maxwell said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It's not the facts and theories you know, it's what you do with the knowledge that matters. It's where your motives are, it's where your heart is. And if you're in service for other people, and as a leader especially, there is no better reward than when someone you've mentored, coached, led, encouraged, comes back to you, maybe years down the road, and says, thank you for making a positive impact on their life. Thank you. I learned so much from you. You made such a difference to me. You tough loved me. You taught me. Those are my greatest achievements. And I hope they'll be yours too. So don't focus on the tangible artifacts that can be eaten up by moths and rust or become kind of outdated by the time you even earn them. You can't take it with you anyway. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. Slow down. Stop chasing the medals, certifications, degrees, awards, promotions. And like a good cup of coffee, there's nothing like that first sip of, you know, oh, so good. But then you don't throw away the rest of the cup and get a new one, do you? No, you sip slowly and you savor the entire cup. And it tastes even better when you're enjoying it with someone else. 
Now that's the reward. Thank you so much for having a cup of coffee with me. Join my Leadership's Facebook page for more conversation and for daily inspiration, follow me at Leadspirations and Life is Grit on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Until next time, keep on brewing.